My name is Marcel Direct. Welcome to Parent Talks. I serve as pastor of Faith Formation at Gateway Community Church and your host for this podcast series where we will explore the book Habits of the Household by author Justin Whitwell Early. Well, welcome back to our fourth session on Habits from the Household. We're very excited to be back again, and tonight uh, we have Dan, Sheena, and Monica joining us again uh, to talk about a topic tonight that I think every household has wrestled with, every parent has wrestled with, and that is screen time and what that looks like for our children, uh, what it looks like for us as parents, and how we need to model screen time to our kids. Uh, So that's what we're going to spend some time discussing tonight for the next number of minutes. So thank you to all of you on the panel tonight uh, for just being a part of this and speaking into this topic. Uh, The format that we do as I read the main idea from the book of the chapter, the book is Habits of the Household. If you haven't bought it yet, we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, You can find the link for that on our website and that you can um, order the book and join us in the study and participate in that. And at the end of every chapter, um, it kind of summarizes the chapter with a main idea. Uh, I'll read that main idea, and Dan, I'll ask you to kick the night off or kick the evening off or the day off whenever you're listening to this um, and uh, begin the discussion. So here's the main idea based on screen time. It says this, The fight for screen time is the fight for formation. But getting rid of screens is not the solution curation is. This means choosing rhythms that function as limits and then choosing good content to fill these limits. Dan, what do you think about that? What, what are your thoughts on this whole concept? I mean, it's always tough because, I mean, I've got three kids, uh, eight, nine, and ten years old. Um, and, you know, I mean, our house is full of screens. You got TVs, you got computers, you got, you know, my wife and I have cell phones and tablets, and there's screens everywhere, right? So, um, it's always a struggle at our house. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? Because like the author says, you can't just say no screens cause that's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're everywhere you look, so you can't eliminate them, but it's how do you, um, yeah, I mean, screens have a time and a place and where is that place? Um, and I think that's something that my wife and I kind of constantly struggle with is how do you, how do you fit them in so that they're not the the focus that's not the main attention but yeah how do you how do you sort of find get them to find their right place um so like in our house for the most part we try to really limit screen time during the week like school nights and stuff like that we try not to do screen time you know maybe we watch a hockey game together as a family whatever um but for the most part um screen time and and you know sort of mindless screen time is reserved for saturday mornings Right, they get their Saturday morning cartoons, and that's kind of about it. And that's worked well for us. But now that my daughter's going off to middle school, you know, we get the whole the next step of cell phones and all and all mm-hmm. that. Right, so um, it's always seems to be changing a lot as well. So, could you remind the listeners of the age of your children? So I have a son who's eight, a daughter who's nine, and a daughter who's uh, ten. Okay. Yeah, I think this chapter hit hard for me. Um, because we have three teenagers and it seems like the older kids get, the more screen time is part of their lives. And so the idea of limiting it is harder. Not that, not that you don't have influence over what your kids do as they get older, but there's just a whole lot more pulling at their time and, and they're independent. And so you can't always be monitoring everything they do. Um, 
so this one really hit hard, um, especially the idea of the formation. Like it's a fight for who's gonna who's gonna form your your kids' minds and and what are we gonna allow in um, and how much control do we have over that? So um, I found this chapter hard because I actually felt guilty a lot of times, uh, thinking, oh, we don't do enough of this. Um, don't put in enough limits. And I love the line on page 97 that says, in the story of God, limits are the way to the good life, even the way to happiness. And it's really hard to think of it that way because uh, when you feel like you're limiting your kids, it's often conflict or it's um, not well received or you feel like you're denying them something. But then this was a good reminder to me um, that limits actually do lead to good things. So, yeah. It's it, for me. It was just a good kind of yeah. That's right. I should be working on this more. This should be important. Um, it's a slippery slope. What you mentioned, Monica, on page ninety-seven. I have so much of that page <laughs> yeah. underlined. Um, yeah. I just thought, like, I've never really thought about limits and how it works with our spirituality. I think, like, culture and now science has come back to us, and like, we all know that's screens should be monitored more than what they are and yeah. we all are guilty like i don't know if anyone else is out there who is like i am very happy with how much screen time i use <laughs> and right like that they don't need to cut more out because i feel like for everyone it's um an issue and culture says that too but i've never um really thought about what it is spiritually and on that page that you mentioned it just talked about on how like culture and um, the American culture, North American culture is that limits are bad. Um, they get in the way of our freedom, which means we need to get rid of all limits to be happy, but that's not the case. And then saying that like even in the struggle in Eden was to be limitless like God, and that was where first like sin was first brought in, was just like, whoa, we, we don't want limits, we want it all, and that's so much of what culture says, and screen time's a part of that. And then um, further down the page, it says, we know this because Jesus took on the limits of being a man. And that just like really hit me, that line of just like, he limited himself where he had to do all the day-to-day -day things, but could have just snapped his fingers to make a meal for himself or to clothe himself, right? But he had limits and boundaries to understand what it was to be like us um, and that, was such a sacrifice and he limited himself and then it goes on to say so that uh, we could be free from the ultimate limitation of sin and death and so like the whole conversation about limits and how much should we watch and how do we implement this with kids is like a huge topic but then thinking on how Jesus had limits not with screen time because the screens didn't exist back then but other limits of what he had to have for like in that culture and i just thought the importance of limits and it's so true especially children they they want everything too yeah. like and that's why it's so hard and i can see on how yeah it must just get harder as kids get older um so uh, if i can yeah. can you talk about as parents who have all different age kids different age levels Talk about the struggles that it is to set limits for your kids when it comes to screen time. 
because I'm sure all of our listeners, regardless of where they are around the world, are going to be dealing with this whole idea of setting limits, the guilt that comes from it, perhaps as parents, the fight that it is. Does it produce fights? How do we work through that? Uh, I just think that might be something people might be interested in, how you deal with that. Um, how do you wrestle sure. through that? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like in our house, um, the we we kind of walk a balance where it's, <clears throat> it's not, it's, it's not no, but it's not right now. Right. So our kids know that on a Tuesday night, you know, if it's seven o'clock, they're done doing dishes and done cleaning up and they come and say, Hey, can we watch a movie? It's going to be no, not right now, but you know, screen time is for the weekends. Right. Um, so instead of, instead of, yeah, that hard no and, and kind of having that battle, it's not right now, but you know, this is coming in the future. So, you know, so you kind of give them something to look forward to. And that sort of helped us sort of avoid everything being a, being a battle and a constant ask all the time. It's, it's like not no, but just not right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that's been very, very helpful for us anyways, at this point. That's cool. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. For us, um, I have kids who are two and five and seven and since our, we've had the same routine for five years now. So I think once we found a structure that worked, we decided to just keep with it. And so while my kids were home before they were school age, um, it was after nap time, if they still napped or um, after quiet time, and they would get 30 minutes of shows and they could well, if we're going to talk about content afterwards, we'll talk about content <laughs> afterwards. Um, and they know those 30 minutes, and usually it ended up being like three episodes of whatever show, because my kids are into the smaller shows, so it's 10-minute episodes. Um, three shows is what they know, and then the TV turns off. And it was funny, because in this chapter, he talked about on how, like, if um, his wife would let the kids watch an extra show mm -hmm. here, or an extra show there, and that was so true for my son. If I was on the phone with someone and I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, go ahead, watch an extra one. It was such a battle to turn off the TV afterwards because if I just let them watch one more, and usually it's three, but then they got four, then they were just so ticked off that mm -hmm. I didn't give them a fifth show or a sixth, um, right? And I... So it came up in this chapter, and they said, like, it's not worth the battle of ever, like, letting go of what your routine was. Mm. Um, he talked about other things when it is worth it, and I was like, yes, that is that has worked for us, is that it's like, nope, if I'm on the phone, then it's like, nope, I have to get off my phone when their show is done, and we all have to go do an activity afterwards right away um, for, like, the turning off the TV. As my kids got into school, um, that's they just do the three shows on the weekends, um, right after lunch. It's that same time that we grew up with, and then we do a family movie night on Friday night. So um, they know that that's the only time we watch a movie is Friday night together. So that's something we started a while ago, and it's worked. But like my my kids know that that's just what. That's the routine. And I don't, we know that like, they're not all going to want to watch the same shows forever. Right now they do. Right. <laughs> so we know that that's, that we'll have to talk about that once we get there. Um, but it works now. 
so we keep going with it. Well, we've been doing family movie nights for 17 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. at yeah. least that long. Yeah. So, Monica, Dan and Sheena have much younger kids, so they're yes. talking about TV time and cartoons. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your kids yes. are kind of past the cartoon age. They're more into yes. the YouTube, um, dealing with uh, influencers, um, social, social media, all that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 So it does feel like a whole different world. Um, and I, I, I think... I think as the years are going by, parents are becoming more aware of the dangers of all of that. But I think we were maybe in that generation where it was new enough and we were kind of clueless enough that our kids did get into some social media. And um, there's all kinds of things they do on their phones, on their computers, on their tablets. So it's not just shows anymore. Um, yeah. And it's hard. Um, what you were talking about is what he refers to as this like expected rhythms of engagement, right? Yes, yeah. And I thought, yeah, like I wish somebody had told me that about 10 years ago. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of rough. Listen right? up, people. This is I've, good I've stuff. Always, uh, I've always struggled with this because the Bible doesn't mention screen time, unfortunately. Yes. It's not in there. <laughs> it's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah. is, right? So there's like you kind of got to somewhat make it up as you go, right? Like mm -hmm. it, there's not a... Yeah. It's always a... Yeah, and it is a lot of that, and we are busy, and like you said too, often when my kids were little, and you're on the phone, and it's like, sure, just watch one more show, or you just, like, it's about discipline, but it's more about your own discipline than mm -hmm. about the kids' discipline, yes. right? And that's a pretty hard pill to swallow sometimes. Um, yeah, so I think, I do think that rules of engagement or like the patterns of engagement change as they get older and as there's just different things they're involved in. Um, and I don't think all screen time is bad. I think I might be on the lenient side for that um, compared to maybe other parents. I don't know. It'd be great to talk to other parents of teenagers and, and see. But for me now with our kids at the ages they're at, um, the important thing I'm trying to work on or we're trying to work on is actually reasoning with them, right? And helping them understand why the limits are important, why too much screen time isn't healthy, what is it doing to your brain, how is this actually forming you and shaping you in a way that maybe we don't want to see and helping them to try and understand it so it becomes a choice on their part and an intrinsic understanding as opposed to us putting the limits on them. So I sure. think as your kids yeah. get older, yeah. you have to find those creative ways to go, it's not about the limits we put on you anymore. I mean, one of our kids lives in a different country and, and another one of our kids is an adult. And so we can't do that anymore, right? We, yes. we yep. have to help them to understand what we're starting to understand in mm -hmm. this book. And so I think that's, okay. again, you learn as you go in your parenting and nobody gives you a manual. So, so how, do, how do you do that as parents? Teach your kids discernment. Because <laughs> it's all you at different it. stages again, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think what yeah. you just said, Monica, and I think we talked yeah. about in the last three chapters, the last three episodes, is that how parents model the, these disciplines, these habits, is what gets passed on to the kids, right? Uh, when we wake up in the morning, that we set the patterns of what we, how we want our kids to go out for the day. The sayings that we give them, the blessings yeah. that we give, we model that. How does that get played out when it comes to screen time, and how do we teach them discernment, um, right? Much easier for you guys, probably, because you're at the, the beginning stages of it. We're a little bit more at the back end. 
right? Well, and I don't so, want to say it's easier because I know what it was like when the kids were little, and I wouldn't say any part of that is mm-hmm. easy. Right. <laughs> it's all hard. Not um, easier, but, no, but they get to yeah. start earlier. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think I think if you set the tone when they're younger, then when they are older, it's not such a foreign concept to say, this is what we believe about screen times. And, and then they see it because they've been seeing it all along. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, yeah. though, because like screen time wasn't a huge deal when, you know, I was growing up, right? Like, I don't like, yes, I mean, you know, we watched TV, but that was the only we only had one screen in my house. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, me and my sisters would fight over the remote as to who got to pick what to watch. Right. Um, but that was it. Yeah. Right. So it's a totally I mean, in 15 years, it's totally changed drastically. Right. Um, you know, the whole yeah, the whole talk around screen time and screens and all this stuff is totally new and it's totally changed yeah it's really it's taking over all aspects of of society i mean even at school we're doing you know one day a week screen free um Mm. at the high school and and it's tough right right it's it's amazing how much we all use our screens without even thinking about it the, the cafe noticed it because the kids were used to paying with Apple Pay on their phones and suddenly nobody sure. could buy stuff at the cafe and it was like, what do we do without our phones? And that's just a tiny example of how much as you get into the adult world, people are on their screens. And I think developing healthy habits when they're younger is huge. And I think, I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, we didn't do enough of it as kids and you guys have this opportunity and we didn't. But I think... I do think you can start any time. Like he talks yes. later in the chapter about how um, just because you might have not done it perfectly, it doesn't mean you're a failure, right? Yes. And I, yeah, like when, when I got to the end of the chapter, I thought, oh, okay, yes, I needed that. Like no matter what your flaws, you're a way better parent than Google is and you can make better choices for your children. And if we do even just something then that's going to be better than just letting screens take over. And so there's like for me, and I wonder if for others who are listening or watching, if you feel like, oh man, this is totally out of control in my household because I have teenagers and they literally live on their phones and their lives exist on their phones. Um, like don't, don't lose heart. Don't fear. Don't feel like you failed and it's impossible. Um, Maybe you didn't set limits when they were younger, not enough limits, but it's always something that you can introduce and try again, right? And like you said, nobody's ever happy. With no one's the ever happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, I thought I was the only one in high school who was not allowed MSN. Right? <laughs> and MSN. MSN. How, yeah. <laughs> and I just felt like I was so on the outside. So I can see just the pressures of kids just from their peers on, you know, knowing which influencers, which I don't have yeah. a clue. Yeah. Right. But just to be able to have conversation with others. So are they going to use that argument? Right. Like in order to know what's going on, this is a part of culture to, you know, continue on with friendships. Right. Um, yeah. It's, yep. it's a lot. And it's a way to connect with your kids um, because I, I, there are parts of it I love, being able to, to text with them or send, send Instagram reels to each other. And I don't know, it's, it's a touch point. And it can be used in a positive way. Right. So like finding out like it's a tool we keep in communication with others, right? Yeah. Like, yes, we have family chats. 
yeah. right? And being able to connect with siblings all over the place, right? That's yeah. um, a gift. And I think sometimes um, maybe when you're saying like, how do we show this to our kids is I'm trying to think, okay, whenever my kids see me on my phone, they don't know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, do I explain, oh, I just, you know, sent something to grandma, um, right? And she said this back to me, right? So that they understand what I'm using it for. And um, I was talking with a friend about this topic and she's like, yeah, my son totally called me out on it. I was waking him up in the morning and I was on my phone and he's like, what are you doing on your phone? Like. It was just that first thing in the morning and she was like oh, checking the weather because the first thing you're going to ask me is what do i wear today is it do i need to wear shorts do i need to wear pants right so he didn't know so it was really great that he asked right but how many times are kids just see you on your phone and they don't know what you're using it for totally. right and so explaining yeah that you use it because i know growing up we got the weather by reading the newspaper <laughs> Right? And then we can see that our parents are reading the newspaper, right? But yep. there is no newspaper sitting on the table anymore, yep. right? So kind of like explaining how we use our phone. I don't know. That's one of my ideas for the future. I think that's great. <laughs> like just saying it out loud and, and being yeah. like, this is what I'm doing now. I, I think that helps. Yeah, it was yeah. quite funny. So my, my oldest daughter started middle school and she's taking the bus to school and everywhere else, right? So me and my wife wrestled a long time with, you know, do we get her a phone? Do we not get her a phone? How do we sort of handle this, right? And then, so we decided to get her a phone, but we got her one of those seniors phones with the big buttons, the flip phones, right? <laughs> so all she could do is talk and text. That's it, right? Um, so part of that is, you know, then she can, you know, get a hold of us as she needs, but it also eliminates all the pressures and distractions that come with, you know, social media and all those things, because their phone can't do it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so that's sort of how we sort of have got around that for, you know, the next year anyways. <laughs> we bought yeah. ourselves a little bit more time, but that's how we sort of are, are choosing to handle that one a little bit, so. That's cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's shift a little bit to content, hmm. right? Um, how do you determine what content you use or allow your kids to show. Um, how can you model content? Because uh, I'm sure the kids know somewhat of what you're looking at on your phone. Um, some how these ag um, these ag what do you call these algorithms? No. Algorithms. 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 Yeah. Yeah. algorithms. Pick these things up, right? And yeah. it gets displayed on phones. All that kind of stuff. How do you how do you determine content? How do you monitor content? Because we're not watching our kids on their phone 24/7 when they're on it. Uh, so how do you do that as parents? Um, I mean, for like, again, for me, for our kids, it's mostly, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and those are relatively safe for the most part. I mean, I would say they're somewhat even more safe than some of the stuff, some of the cartoons we got away with. Um, yeah. <laughs> very true. That's just true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so that's, you know, relatively, relatively safe. Um, and then, you know, we try to watch, you know, if we're going to watch a family movie, right? Like then we you know, the kids will make suggestions and we'll, you know, my wife and I will we'll pick a movie that's sort of age appropriate. Um, but it's also, you know, as they get older, it's, yeah, when do you introduce some of those, you know, other things, right? Like when do you, when do you graduate, you know, to the next sort of level of content, right? And, and again, you can't keep them in a bubble because at a certain point they're going to, you know, hear about these things and, you know, I'd rather them hear about them at home when we can talk about them than 
at their friend's house or on the school bus, right? So you can't shelter them completely, um, but you also, yeah, it does have to be appropriate. So it's trying to find that balance, I guess. Yeah, we, um, yeah, that, <laughs> I like the word he uses, curating, um, like in a museum, right? You decide what is good to show and you don't show everything. And I think that's true with, with movies. Um, there's just certain things our kids know that um, I really, I really hate it when there's a lot of language in a movie, right? And some, some language we have, we have gradually like put up with and we talk about um, and other content is just like, no, that's not okay. And so we can look it up in common sense media, um, other ways. And we just say, no, that's not okay. We, we were like five minutes away from going to the movie theater once to watch a movie. Oh, so close. And <laughs> we were all excited. We'd been waiting a long time to watch this movie. And then Marcel looked it up and was yeah. like, wait a minute, like put on the brakes. We're not taking you guys to this movie. And yeah, it was really disappointing. Um, but they didn't argue. Like at first it was like, wait, why? And we talked about it and it was disappointing. But in the end, I think the message was way stronger than the disappointment, which is mm. we don't need to fill our brains with that and be exposed to that. And I don't think we're perfect by any means at this. I think we're probably, again, far too lenient. As the kids have gotten older, we've kind of decided not to have those battles as much. But when we do, I feel really good about it, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the cool things for me was, this uh, was in the last few weeks, our kids were at a neighbor's house um, for a movie night. And, you know, all of a sudden the, the neighbors text over, hey, you know, what what kind of movies are appropriate for your kids? And I, I was actually able to say, my kids know what they're allowed to watch. Mm -hmm. and, and, my, and I was able to sort of, yeah, trust that my kids would pick something appropriate. And for me also, it's like, oh, that's actually kind of cool that I can that we've sort of come to that spot where my kids sort of understand what's, what's appropriate. They'll make the right choice and I'm not worried about that. So for me, that was kind of a great that's parenting cool. win, so to speak yeah. when it comes that's to screen cool. time. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I it brings back a memory of when I was in high school and I was at a friend's house and they were going about to watch this movie and it's, you know, rated PG 13 or something and we're 10 or, 11, I don't remember. I remember that I wasn't supposed, like, we were under the age that it was recommended. But everybody was going to watch it, and then they were like, oh, wait, Sheena's the pastor's daughter. <laughs> I don't think we should watch this then. And, like, I was, well, like, just disappointed more being like, well, like, doesn't everybody else's parents have the same rules? Like, <laughs> right? But I'm like, you don't even know my parents' rules. Um, Right, mm -hmm. but I think like growing up, so seeing those limitations, it came with like a label for me um, that gave me limitations. But then I was more sad for these other kids that like these parents were like Christian parents, like people that were in our church or at the time, right? Things like that, that I thought like you have a different level of tolerance. And, you know, if you do think if it's because of biblical reasons, then I wish that for everyone, right? And my friends too. So I tried to take, yes, the mature route there, but it's hard for kids too, right? When yeah. they're uh, with their peers. So when you look back on that memory, you're thankful 
that you had more of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or is that a stretch? (laughs) You know, I I do remember thinking, like, I couldn't believe they were allowed to watch it. Like, Mm. because I knew my parents, like, I wouldn't want to tell my parents that I was going to see this movie. But that the parents said it in front of me that that was the reason why they weren't doing it, right? I thought that was like, oh, what? That's the reason? Like, it should be that you don't want this for your own children. Yeah. So... Interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, I didn't like that it was said in front of my peers. Yeah. Um, that's fair. But looking back, yes. Yeah. I was still happy that I didn't have to, you know, sit through something that was awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But my kids are younger. Um, again, so we do have more control over what movies, like what we've done is um, like, it's always just the fight of, you know, like, the girl wants to watch the princess movie mm. and the boy wants to watch the cars movie and which does like that's our biggest problem which is not a big problem right <laughs> now <laughs> right so just a simple thing of like there are still young disney movies that you know like the themes of it aren't appropriate right with like i don't know like princess and the frog and there's like evil spirits and other things in it right so I was like yeah you know what we don't need to watch something like this so I've gone through the movies on Netflix and the movies on Disney plus and whatever streaming devices we have we write them down put them in a jar and they it's a different kids turn to pick out of the jar each week each Friday and now the biggest fight is trying to remember who picked out last time (laughs) right but we watch whatever movie comes out of the jar and then it goes into a different jar and that way we don't have to watch frozen (laughs) four times in three months so it works really well for us (laughs) that's great right so just like simple tools Mm -hmm. um but uh, that's how we do content right now so different yeah but it does save us from going through netflix or you know, them seeing these other princess movies and we're like, well, you know, it's rated G. It should be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we do look at common sense media. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is, this is, a, uh, I can only imagine that for a lot of the people listening, this whole screen thing is a big deal. Um, so as we wrap up this session, I just want to open it up uh, to the three of you. Uh, just to share either a word of encouragement, just a quote from the book that you liked. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about this book is that at the end of the chapters, it gives ideas, suggestions, conversation, uh, ideas that you can have with your families uh, and stuff like that. Uh, it's a useful tool to have uh, as parents as you work through these things. So I just want to open it up for the last uh, minute or two just for you to share any last thoughts or comments you want to give to our parents that are listening or watching via YouTube. Yeah. Well... I I feel really strongly that if you're going to talk about something that's bad or that you want to limit, you want to remove, you also have to talk about the other side of it, which is what are you going to put in there instead? Um, And because, because without this, then there's a vacuum, right? So that's why that fills it. So if you're filling your family time with, with wonderful experiences that aren't screen time, um, whether it's outside time or, like baking together or reading together or doing all kinds of other things, um, then there's less time for screen time too, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that takes effort and that takes discipline and that's hard. Um, but it, it's little things like we've always had a room in our house that doesn't have a TV in it. Like we have the living room 
which is free from the TV. And then the family room or the basement or whatever had the TV in it, right? And so we have spaces. You can create spaces in your house, games, board games. Um, think, think on the positive side. Like it says on page 111, um, children desperately need us to intervene and set good limits, but they also need us not to be afraid. And I think, I think it's really easy to be afraid of this monster that is screen time. And if we're not careful, then it, it can become that in our, in our lives and our children's lives. And instead, why don't we focus on the good that it can bring, but also the, the good, the other good things that we can pour into their lives. That's good. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, in there, he's, he actually says, I can't remember exactly how he says it, but he says, don't worry so much about if the bad words and the bad stuff is present, worry about if you're present. Mm. Um, and you know, that one kind of got me, um, because I think that's, you know, the most important, right? Like if you're, if you're going to monitor your content, but then let your kids watch it all day anyways, you're, that's not really, you're not, you're kind of missing the point, right? Um, so, you know, that one kind of, um, yeah, really kind of stuck with me a little bit. Um, I've also, you know, reading this, I'm just very, um, um, I don't know what the right word is, right? But realizing that this has changed drastically in the past. And I'm often finding myself feel, feeling very old when it comes to watching my <laughs> kids and screens, right? Um, you know, a year ago, we on our summer vacation, we had, we had rented some cabins and my kids got up early, so they're watching Saturday morning cartoons on this TV, you know, tiny little TV in the, in the cabin. And then also my son comes running in and he goes, Dad, Dad, there's something wrong with, with the cartoons. It keeps changing the show. I was like, well, you know, what buttons are you pushing? Like, what are you doing, right? So I go over there, and it turns out it was basic cable, right? So then you get a, you get a half hour of this, you get a half hour of that, right? And that's what they were complaining about. It, it wasn't just the same show on repeat like, like they're used to on Netflix, right? Wow. So all of a sudden that's like, oh, you know, all of a sudden I just totally felt my age and realized that it's a totally different, different uh, animal than what, uh, what I grew up with, so. Interesting. Yeah, I think what really stood out to me is just like, this is a fight of who forms who. Um, and just like um, a, something I underlined was we don't sacrifice our kids' formation so that we can have an easier life, which I often think is what we do. It's just, you know, I just need some peace and quiet. I just want to finish X, Y, Z. And if I can just get the kids out of my hair or, you know what, they're downstairs, they're not bothering anyone. Um, but it says, we sacrifice the ease of our life so that our kids can have biblical formation. Um, and just, yeah, not using screen time as a way um, of just trying to find an easier life, right? But using it as a way, as a tool and remembering that. Wonderful. Well, again, I just want to say thank you to our panelists for talking about uh, the topic of screen time tonight. Not an easy topic for many. Um, so thank you so much for uh, giving your insights into how you deal with this in your families. Uh, and to those listening or watching via YouTube, um, if you have any concerns or thoughts, we'd love to hear from you in regards to this. There is a prayer form on our website as well that you can send us your prayer requests if you would like prayer. Uh, myself uh, and the panelists will uh, commit to praying for you and your families uh, in regards to this. So just fill out the form. It'll come to us, and we'll gladly do that with you. Um, our next topic is going to be on family devotions, uh, so we hope you will join us for that as well.
Thank you for listening to our podcast for ways to develop habits in our home that will allow our children to experience Jesus. This is a 10-week study with new episodes coming out every Monday. For further study, we have many additional resources on our website for you as parents as well as for your children. Also, a place for you to send in your prayer requests. The 412 ministry team would be honored to pray for you and your family. For these resources and more, go to gatewaycoc.org backslash parenting. Thank you to Monica, Dan, and Sheena for your insights and to our producer, Jaden Timmons.